How's it going today, guys? Once again, back here for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Uh, today is Thursday, March uh, 29th, 2018, so it's almost April. We're getting there. We're getting there. I need spring break desperately, guys. I'm out here dying in school, but let's get down to it. It's MLB opening day. Couldn't be more excited. Brave start at four. Luckily, I'll get done with all my schoolwork and everything right around then, get to watch the game, but got a couple predictions for y'all today, and I'm going to start out with the NL, and these are my NL division winners for the East. I'm picking the Nationals. For the Central, I got the Cubs, and for the West, I'm picking the Dodgers as my wild cards. I'm picking the Brewers and the Rockies, as I picked the Brewers yesterday as my sleeper team. I think the Brewers will be able to get in there. I mean, I think the Cubs are just too stacked up top to bottom. I think they'll keep winning that division. Same thing with the Dodgers. I mean, the Phillies and the Mets are going to be okay, but I don't think either of them will be within 10 games of the Nats when it's all said and done. And unfortunately, I think my Braves will be down in last place again this season, but Really just think those are the three best teams in the NL right there. I mean, I think those are three of the best teams in baseball. Probably three of the top six teams in baseball right there, period. So lots of good things in the NL, obviously. So they're stacked up. So, I mean, those wild card spots are going to be bigger. I mean, I picked the Brewers and the Rockies. I just think the Rockies with that Coors Field home field advantage and the way their lineup stacked up. We'll be able to reach the playoffs again. The Brewers, I think, have just made too many offseason moves and made that team really, really good. And I think they're this, that sleeper team that can get to the playoffs and maybe even make a little damage. But let's look at the AL now. The AL, I got for the East, the Yankees. I mean, Yankees do two stacked up with bats and arms. I mean, I think they're probably the second best team in baseball. The Astros, who I picked to win the AL West, I mean, I think... The Astros are just amazing. We'll get to them in a minute. Then AL Central, I got the Indians. Indians, too many arms with Bauer and Kluber and Carrasco and a couple other guys. I mean, they have all the hitting, too. The Indians were basically a game away from beating the Yankees last year. I don't know how they didn't close that series out, but great team right there with the Yankees. And then as my wild cards, I got Angels and uh, Red Sox. I mean, I think both those teams are pretty solid right there. I know a lot of people th- real big on the Angels going in this season, so hopefully they don't choke like they have the past couple years, but... I'll take them there. I mean, I got, for the World Series, Astros over Cubs. I think this is the Cubs' years to get back to the World Series. I did pick Seager yesterday to win MVP. I think the Dodgers will have a better regular season, but I think the Cubs will have the better postseason. And I just think the Astros are too good, man. You got Cole, Cole Verlander, Keichel, McCullers. I mean, they got a pretty nice bullpen with Ken Giles as their closer. They got all kinds of hitters. They pretty much have four outfielders. They're even going to try playing four outfielders in some situations. So I just think the Astros are head and shoulders above everyone in the MLB. Not necessarily head and shoulders. I mean, I think the Yankees are right there with them, but their pitching rotation is a lot better than the Yankees. So I just feel like it's the Astros' time to go back-to-back. I just think this team's way too stacked up. They keep everyone healthy. I don't see anyone stopping them. Um, my breakout hitters for this season are Domingo Santana and Gary Sanchez. Now, Gary Sanchez was an all-star last year, but I just feel like in that order, you got so many hitters to throw to. Gary Sanchez is going to sit in the middle of that order, and he's going to get all the pitches to hit, kind of like Justin Turner did last year for the Dodgers, and I think he's going to rake. Domingo Santana, I feel like he's the most under-the-wire player out of the Brewers. I mean, they have Lorenzo Cain, they have uh, Christian Yelich, and they have Ryan Braun in that order. So I just think a lot of people are going to spend their time trying to get those guys out, and they're going to go up there and not necessarily take Santana the way they should. And I think Santana will get a lot of big hits off him. I think he'll have a great season like he did last year. So look for those two players to break out this season. Um, my breakout pitcher 
is I kind of picked two for the AL. I like Stroman and McCullers both. I mean, Stroman is going to struggle with run support, but I think he's got really good stuff, and I think he's one of the better pitchers in the MLB, and I think this year could be one of those years where he shows how good his stuff really is and how much better he could be. I mean, McCullers is going to be getting the run support. He played really well in the playoffs. I think he'll carry that over to this season, and I think he'll do a real good job throwing the ball this season. I mean, I'm just a big believer in him. I think Lance is a great player, but... We're going to look at the NL now. My NL breakout player is pitcher Tyler Chatwood, who went from the Rockies to the Cubs. He had a 6 ERA in Coors Field last year, which, I mean, we all know how hard it is to pitch there. But on the road, he had a 257 ERA. So imagine him now pitching in Chicago, which is not necessarily a hitter's ballpark, but though it's definitely a ballpark that can help him out as a pitcher. And I think it can help him get that ERA down a lot lower, and he can have a lot of quality starts and be a real good pitcher this season for the Cubs. I mean, he gets lots of ground balls. He's a good mid-90, like 94 to 96-mile-per-hour fastball. And he has an amazing curveball and changeup. So, I mean, he's got all the stuff to be really good in this league, and I feel like this is going to be his year. He's going to have good run support and everything. I mean, I just don't see how he won't succeed in Chicago and help lead them to an excellent season and what I think will be a season where they'll make it to the World Series. But the last thing I want to talk about is the MLB needs to get rid of this rule where if a player goes down the minors for the first three weeks of the season, you get to keep them for an extra year. I just think it's a terrible rule. I mean, it's what's keeping Okuna off the Braves uh, first or uh, opening day roster, which really upsets me because Okun is the guy that I want to watch play. You know, like he's the young gun. He's supposed to bring the Braves back. Like he's our young prospect, and I just really want to see him out there today and see what he can do. I've never like actually seen him play in an MLB game, so I mean, we want to see what he can do. I mean, it's the same rule that kept Chris Bryant in the minors for three weeks and tons of other players. I'm just not a fan of this rule at all, and I'm ready to see the kid ball. So I think the MLB needs to go ahead and get rid of this rule and let the players play. So I don't know if you guys have seen the stats lately on TV and everything, but I really didn't think this was anything that needed to be talked about as LeBron is a serious MVP contender. But after yesterday, it was everywhere on TV. And then on top of that, LeBron said that he should be MVP, that he'd vote for himself. And then on top of that, LeBron came out and had 41-10-9 last night. So, I mean, LeBron's trying everything to do to make his biggest case. And, I mean, look, you can... If you really think LeBron's MVP, if you if you think triple-double is the main judgment, then by all means, LeBron's MVP over Harden. He has 16 triple-doubles to Harden's four. But I don't think triple-doubles is everything. Just like I thought it was whack that Westbrook won the MVP. I feel like y'all are just taking a stupid stat line that his teammates literally helped him get. Like, nothing made me more angry last year than Westbrook winning MVP over Harden. Like, the best player on a team that's good at sixth in the West is just stupid. I mean, Westbrook would shoot the ball 40 times. I mean, yeah, he'd hit a game winner every now and then. Yeah, he'd get a triple-double, but his teammates literally were letting him get rebounds. And, like, you could tell he, like, knew his stats and stuff. It was just dumb. Like, Westbrook's out here getting triple-doubles, but who really cares at the end of the day when they're not winning games? If you aren't winning games, it doesn't matter to me. And that's why that I think Harden should be MVP over LeBron. I mean, his team has 16 more wins. On top of that, Harden scores more points than LeBron. LeBron isn't a scorer. I mean, yeah, Harden, Harden is a scorer. They're two completely different types of players. Yet, Harden still only averages .4 less assists than uh, LeBron does. I mean, LeBron is a forward. I would expect him to have more rebounds than Harden. That's a given. Harden shoots better at threes and free throws than LeBron, which is expected of him because he's a guard. 
Harden's also finished second in the MVP three of the last four years, and this year he's taken his team to a whole nother level with him. It's not like he hasn't been consistently putting up the stats, and on top of that, LeBron and Harden's stats are almost the exact same, but Harden's got 16 more wins than LeBron, which is big because I don't even think LeBron's team will win 50 games. If LeBron can win 50 games, we might have a conversation, but Harden's team's going to win over 60 games, and I mean, that's crazy right there, guys. And I think 16 more wins is just a lot more. We saw LeBron's team get blown out by Harden's team both times they played each other. I mean, the second time they did come back a little in the second half, or the first time, but the second time, it was not even close. They couldn't even guard them. The Rockets just play basketball better than everyone. Harden fits in better. And I think LeBron is the only exception because I think great coaches win championships over players, but I think LeBron is the only exception to that because, I mean, Ty Lue to me is a horrible coach. You saw him get yelled at by LeBron, and ultimately that's why he's taking a, quote, leave of absence. I don't think Ty Lue does anything for that coach. LeBron is your on-court coach. I mean, you can't say D'Antoni has some special offensive system that Harden's in because that same special offensive system is the same one that got him fired by Phoenix, L.A., and New York, so I don't really see anything to that there. I mean, LeBron to me is also a cancer to his team. I mean, LeBron is the reason that Kyrie got traded. He's the reason David Black got fired. He does all this stuff in the locker room, and he's still the one causing problems. The locker room was completely split there for a while with Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and all them, and I'm sure LeBron had something to do with it. It just kills me how there's all these crazy stories out of Cleveland, yet LeBron never gets blamed with none of them, yet there's never any of them about Harden or the Rockets because they're too smart for that, and they stay out of trouble. I mean, it's just crazy to me. that I mean, you can't be a locker room cancer and be the most valuable player. I mean, how could a cancer be the most valuable player? It didn't make any sense to me. And then on top of all of that, Harden has another ball-dominant player playing with him in Chris Paul. Rather than LeBron only had Isaiah Thomas for 15 games, now it's just LeBron running point guard and running the show with nobody to answer to, which I just don't value as much as Harden. I just feel like Harden does more for – I mean, LeBron might do more for his team, but Harden does – what his team needs to to win, and that is score the ball at an elite level. This man Harden's out here scoring over 30 a game, which somebody hadn't done, I don't think, in a couple seasons. It's been at like 28, 29, but Harden's taking it to the next level, and he takes his team to the next level, and he's the reason why they've been so good this year, him and Paul both. So I just think picking LeBron over him for MVP is foolish considering all the other facts. But now if LeBron's able to get his team to – 50 wins, we might have a little different conversation here if the Rockets freeze up at the end of the season. But, I mean, if there's still this big a gap in games one, I think it's a no-brainer that Harden's more valuable to his team than LeBron is. So it's time to get down to today's lightning round, and let's go. So last night, I don't know if y'all saw Carl Anthony Towns drops 56 points on the Hawks. There was that video that was trending all over the internet of him and Ben Simmons laughing at the Hawks over uh, PUBG. I mean, I guess that they had a good reason to laugh because Towns made a joke out of his last night. He's pathetic. I'm done with the Hawks. I don't know if I'm going to watch him again the rest of this season. We suck. Um, next is the NFL. I don't know if y'all saw fix the catch rule. Do I think this will change the rule up enough to help in games? I really don't think it will fix anything. I think there will always be controversy on these calls and on replays. I think that's just the way life works and sports work. There's always going to be controversy over replays and whatnot, so I don't really think it will fix that much, but at least they're trying to do something in the right direction. And then last but not least for today's lightning round, Isaiah Thomas had hip surgery again, ending his season with the Lakers, but Shout out to IT. He went to LA. He got his brand back. He showed that he can play and he showed that he's not not a cancer and he can do winning things for your team. So, I mean, I just love how he he did this and he gives himself an opportunity next season to play with LA again. So, 
Good stuff right there by UIT. This concludes today's podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all don't think LeBron should win MVP because personally, I think Damian Lillard should be second in the running behind Harden with LeBron at third and Davis at fourth. But that's up to y'all. Tweet at me. Let me know your thoughts. Tweet at me and give me uh, future podcast things I should talk about. Just let me know at Hot Takes with TP3. Appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, we got one more podcast for y'all tomorrow, and then I won't see y'all again until after the national championship game. So y'all take it easy.